Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and practitioner, and your host. At the beginning of each new zodiac season, I offer these audio horoscopes for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can find written transcripts in my virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to my written seasonal overviews and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing offerings. Follow the link in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Hello Virgo, welcome to Scorpio season. So your charts are talking to me about the qualities of Virgo that are very detail oriented. And I'm sure that you've heard all this before. Virgos are detail oriented. They pay attention to subtleties and nuances that the other signs just don't. Virgo is an earth sign. The kind of earth that Virgo describes is the living earth, the earth of plants and animals. It's the earth of microorganisms and bacterial mycelial forms. And our environment, of course, is intricately complex, totally interrelated, and deeply, deeply sensitive. And Tiny details are really important in the environment. You know this. We need all the insects. We need the small life forms for uh, all life forms to exist. There is a profound and I would say divine balance um, that life on earth requires. And because Virgo is living earth, you are sensitive to the details. You are sensitive to what happens when uh, details aren't attended to. And your focus sometimes gets pulled to where details aren't attended to, where something is out of place, where it feels a little bit wrong, where the texture is off, where something got missed, where it wasn't as good as it could have been. And you know that sometimes this can result in anxiety and urgency or a kind of neuroticism, fixation. And you probably also know that this also results in works of art and in uh, tending and caring for bigger pictures um, because the details are really important. So Scorpio season is magnifying the details. It is bringing a lot of emphasis into the details, particularly the details of emotional complexity, particularly inside of conversational spaces and social spaces, and particularly when it comes to your mind and your focus and your attention. So this is a season that, um, is very clearly and remarkably impacted by collective events. And 
You don't need me to tell you about that. You know, because you're alive right now, that we are living at a time when the trauma of war um, is ongoing and we are living through a wave of war trauma that is part of a larger ocean of trauma. Um, and many people are feeling really impacted and many people's lives and the earth itself um, are deeply, deeply impacted. And to some extent, I'm absolutely certain that your life is impacted and it may be impacted in a, a way that feels small or far away or subtle, and it may be impacted in a way that feels very um, significant and profound. So without knowing what's happening for you in your life, I am going to say that it feels that there needs to be, that there is really a requirement uh, right now for the kind of nuance and subtlety and attending to detail that Virgos are good at. And this nuance and subtlety is required in spaces of conversation and in uh, social spaces. And it really is a time that, uh, in my personal opinion, requires adeptness with complexity and willingness to be in the discomfort of no easy answers. Um, because this is a time that uh, so many people are feeling affected by, and I'm going to say in very different ways, uh, there's a kind of collision of trauma patterns, and there's a big um, uh, magnifying glass that is coming over the intricate mess <laughs> and, and like chaotic foundations of our current global uh, moment. And so attention to detail is important because a lot of folks are ready to make really big statements. Um, a lot of people are looking for easy answers. Um, there is a lot of glossing over and grouping together that's happening. And I think that you are a person, being a Virgo-identified being, who is sensitive to the details that might be getting missed in conversation, particularly emotional details and psychological details that others might not um, be as sensitive to. And this is a period of time when anyone drawing upon their Virgo intelligences, but especially Virgo identified people can bring their power of analysis and awareness and their adeptness with the details of complexity very effectively into social spaces and into conversational spaces. Now, this is also a period of time in which your mind and your consciousness are profoundly affected. And Scorpio season is intense. Scorpio is an intense energy. And uh, as a Virgo, um, 
your solar chart is always bringing Scorpio into the place of mental consciousness and cognition. And this is part of what makes you very detail oriented because Scorpio intelligence is penetrating and perceptive and your mind and your capacity for attention is penetrating and perceptive. But with the pile up of energies that we have in Scorpio right now, I also want to say that there is a caution um, around critique and a caution around detail orientedness, um, which can sometimes shut out the big picture for the details. And this is the kind of losing the forest for the trees uh, analogy. And Virgo, I know that you can do this too. Uh, I know I have Virgo placements in my chart and I can get so fixated on certain details and so wrapped up into them that I forget that anything else is going on. And so I really want to encourage you to practice over the course of not just Scorpio season, but very intentionally for the next six months through next April into next May. Um, I really want to encourage you to practice cultivating big picture awareness and sharing that big picture awareness and calling other people into big picture awareness. And this is necessarily going to include your own study. To have big picture awareness means that we need to move beyond what is familiar and known and habitual. We need to move beyond what is our preference, right? There are 9 billion people on the planet. There are a lot of different perspectives. And many of those perspectives, if not all of them, contain at least some amount of wisdom. And whatever your perspective is right now is important and it is powerful. But your perspective is strengthened. Your capacity is strengthened when you take the big picture into account. And so it's very important for you right now to be educating yourself so that you can educate others. It's very important for you right now to be tuning in with um, guidance and teachers and teachings who hold the big picture. Uh, many worldviews and cosmologies do this so beautifully. Um, I've been a student of Buddhism for a long time, absolutely not an expert in it, not trying to teach it, but very much devotionally a student because uh, I think that there are a lot of ideas that Buddhist thought encapsulates um, really effectively about the big picture and the uh, nature of mind and consciousness inside of evolving life that is totally unpredictable and mysterious and how human beings get very identified with our egos and our attachments and so we lose sight of the big picture. We forget that we're part of the evolving life that is unpredictable and uh, unknown. And in that we completely limit our own potentiality. We uh, wind and bind each other up in weird psychological melodramas. We miss opportunities to actually be present and love each other and enjoy the abundance of uh, the earth um, because we get so caught up in our individual stories. And I want to caution you against that tendency right now, which is a very human tendency. We all do it. I certainly do it. Um, and Virgo placements can definitely do it. And everybody has Virgo in their chart. So I want to caution you right now around getting myopic and neurotic and fixated on only specific details 
And I want to encourage you to really reach for a big picture understanding while you also hold space for the details. And this is the delicate work that Virgo is uniquely positioned to do because you are an avatar for life on earth. As a Virgo identified person, you are creation's intelligence embodied. The big picture is made of the details and the details make the big picture and one tiny little fluctuation in a tiny little detail will ripple out into the big picture. And so we don't want to close out the big picture for the details, but we don't want to lose the details in the big picture. And this is the tension that you are working over the course of the next six months and very much in Scorpio season. And particularly as we get to the full moon on October 28th, we have a full moon in the sign Taurus, and this is a lunar eclipse. This is the last eclipse in a series of eclipses that began two years ago in November of 2021. And these eclipses have been working on you to hold the details and the big picture for the last two years. These eclipses have been asking you to up-level your communication capacities, your writing your speech, your uh, gestures, so that you can accurately and effectively convey the information that you want to be sharing in ways that are moving to others, in ways that are effective for the planet, in ways that are um, impacting your environments, and hopefully in ways that are innovative, that are inspiring, that are generous, and that are calling uh, others into the work with you of holding space for the details and the big picture. And so um, all of Scorpio season, and definitely, especially intensively around this full moon and the days before and after it, um, meditate on the balance of big picture and details and whatever it is that you might be trying to communicate because this is a big season of communication for you, especially if you're trying to communicate around intense or loaded emotional content, do the work of contextualizing and holding the big picture. And one way that uh, will really support you in that. Something that will really support you in that is really being in your body and uh, allowing your body to lead the way when it comes to sensing the details and connecting with the big picture. And what I mean by this is that our minds are actually kind of dumb. <laughs> Our minds are so attached to our egos and our egos have all kinds of desires and drives that honestly, a lot of the times are hallucinatory. They are egotistical. They are passing phases, right? How many things have you wanted in your life that you were like, wow, that was kind of dumb. I know I certainly have wanted things that later I wish I wouldn't have wanted. So our minds can really take us on some wild rides and the mind and the body are constantly working together, but the body speaks a different language of awareness. And when we 
can work skillfully with our mind-body integration, what can happen then is we can use our minds to um, explore what's happening in our bodies, and then we can understand better what might be happening in our minds. So for example, you might be having a conversation with someone and they say something and it is activating, it produces a somatic response for you. Maybe they say something that pisses you off. And what happens immediately is that you'll have a bodily response. And so your body might tighten, you might feel your butthole clench, you might feel like your breath gets more shallow. And probably if you're like most people, when you get pissed off, your energy goes up into your head and you start getting ready to fight. Or maybe you want to lash lash out, or maybe you want to get the hell away from that person. There's some kind of reaction. So let's say for the sake of this argument that what the person said uh, pissed you off, but maybe this is a person that is worth maintaining a conversation and connection with, and it would be uh, to the benefit of everybody involved if you were able to not be reactive. So in this particular circumstance, it would be really helpful if you could track and note what was happening in your body. Oh, wow, I just got real tense. I stopped breathing, my asshole is all clenched, I feel my eyes getting tight. You know, what happens for you when you get mad? Then what you can do is you can use your mind to relax your body. So you can be like, I'm going to take some deep breaths, I'm going to relax the musculature of my abdomen and my pelvis, I'm going to soften my face. You might in that moment recognize that your body is having a biological response to threat. And that when biological organisms feel threatened, um, they need soothing and they need stability. And so maybe in that moment, you can put a hand on your own heart and help yourself feel your own care. And as you come back into your body, as you feel your breath, as you feel your own care, what happens is that you come into your deeper intelligence and your mind then can be self-reflective and you might be able to recognize where what the person just said was triggering or activating for you. You might also be able to recognize how your reactivity could produce more reactivity on their part or more of whatever it is that you're reacting towards because that's often what happens when we get reactive with each other and then we start to fight is that people get more hardened in their stances. They feel more oppositional. And so if you're truly wanting to have a process of uh, productive conversation or reconciliation or something like that, it's really important that people feel heard. It's really important that we're not blasting each other uh, with our reactivity. And so you in that moment of having cared for yourself and come into your body and come into your deep inner intelligence may be able to hear the undertones of what they're saying. Maybe you're able to hear their reactivity. Maybe you're able to notice how they're tight in their body or fearful in their stance. And maybe that's a place to start. And in that way, the tonal quality of our conversations can shift. They can move from oppositional polarized um, conflict into deep uh, process of unwinding and uh, compassionate understanding and self-reflexivity that allows for evolution to happen and it allows us to get beyond the same stagnancies that 
we've been stuck in, that our world has been stuck in for centuries upon centuries. So Virgo, I don't know where I started with that whole ramble, but I'm going to say that this full moon and Scorpio season and the next six months are asking for support. And we need support from everybody. And we especially need support from Virgo placements to help us hold the big picture. And how you can do that is by tracking the details as they move through the holistic experience. And a huge source of support for you to do that work is in your body. It is in your felt sense, your corporeal intelligence and somatic awareness. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom for Somatic Space a weekly class where we work with current astrological seasons, planetary transits, and lunar cycles through embodiment practices, guided visualization, and meditation. Every session includes an astrology overview and tips for observing your own chart placements in the week ahead, and the practices I offer are designed to give you body-based mindfulness support right on time with what's current in the energetic weather patterns. These classes are available by recording if you can't attend live, and if you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation Q&A and resource sharing space. Follow the link in the show notes or head to embodiedastrology.com to learn more. Embodied Astrology has so much going on, and podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. We also offer a variety of transformative exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers who weave together integration and synthesis of astrology with arts, activism, healing, and more. We host a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, chart reading support groups, and have several study groups where members practice applying astrology towards specific areas in their lived experience, such as chronic illness or parenting. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or support the continuation of this work with a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. So when you are grounded in your corporeal intelligence and somatic awareness, you have something to share. And I mentioned that this is a season that is highlighting your communicative capacities. This is a season that is asking you to connect with people. And it is a season that is actually promising that you can have some impact uh, in your relationships and in your conversations. And in order for you to have the impact I think that you want to have, uh, you need to be able to hold space for complexity. And that would be supported by you having some space held for your own complexities. And so I'd love to invite you to participate with Embodied Astrology because that's what we do over here. We uh, use the language of astrology, which is enormously complex and um, very vast in its symbolism to help us uh, get to know ourselves and each other better. And embodied astrology is much more than just me or these horoscopes. It includes uh, many facilitators and a whole community of people who are involved in creating this work. 
And on October 28th, which is the full moon and lunar eclipse, one of our brilliant facilitators, Sherry Taylor, is going to be leading a workshop, Gravity and Grace. Um, this is the third of four sessions. They are all standalone, but they also go together. Um, of her exploration of the transit of Saturn in Pisces, which is uh, a transit that began this year and it will take us through until 2026. On the 28th, Sherry is focusing on eulogy practice and she is holding space for grieving and mourning and working with death and dying. And when I say death and dying, I'm definitely talking about uh, literal death and dying and the enormity of emotional um reality that many of us are struggling to comprehend and hold and process and work with right now. And I'm also talking about the metaphoric figurative deaths that we all experience uh, throughout our lives as relationships change, as we lose jobs, as uh, friends and family um, connections uh are, are severed for some reason, or as we feel ourselves becoming people that we once weren't were and we have to let certain aspects of ourselves go sherry is a death doula she's a clinical psychologist she is a scholar of myth and symbolism she's a fabulous astrologer and an amazing human being and a very gifted facilitator i feel really grateful to have her with us on this day and also very grateful to astrology uh I certainly didn't know this time last year when we were planning her workshop what would be happening, uh, but we looked at the astrology and we said, this is a time for eulogy work. And so it is. And a week after her workshop um, on November 4th, she's uh, going to be offering a subsequent session on what happens after the release. What do we do in the spaces of creative chaos? How do we work with our intuition and guidance and symbolism to reimagine and restructure um, what is possible after uh, death has been present, after what has been known and relied upon has fallen apart, uh, as happens and will happen living here on planet Earth, and particularly at times of deep instability, as we are in right now. Virgo, this might be a place for you to have some space held for you. Um, it looks to me like there's a lot of need for you to communicate and hold space for others right now, but there is also a lot of need for you to have space held for you so that you can communicate and share and express the intensity of your own feelings so that you don't need to always have an answer for somebody else, but you can be in your own questions. And this is particularly important as we move into November. The first two weeks of November, there uh, looks to me to be like a rapid uh, kind of process of me metabolizing information. And in your chart, there is a, a, a rapid process of needing to vocalize and express what is coming through your own body and your embodied intelligence. What you are experiencing in your body as a human being on earth who is affected uh, by all the things happening on earth, uh, who's in relationships with people who are affected, what is happening for you is changing you. It is doing something to the way that you understand how to work with resource. It's doing something to your um, 
orientation around values and you are wanting to communicate and you are wanting to express and you are needing to speak to something and your mind is also shifting a lot. And this is going to result in you really feeling, I think, the need to, um, I'm going to say specify your intention and get clear about what you're focusing on so that you can effectively communicate and share and express and uh, be in relationships in ways that are feeling aligned for you. And so having some space held for you, for your own feelings would be super helpful. Sherry's workshops are one place to do that. Uh, my Monday classes, every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific time, I offer a drop-in space on Zoom where we work with the astrology of the week ahead and we process it, not through language, but through our bodies, through our feelings, through movement, through meditation and visualization. Um, please get support. If you like the work of Embodied Astrology, come to our events. They're timed for this time. On November 13th, there's new moon in Scorpio, and this opens up to a week of really intense Scorpionic activity where the Sun and Mars and the asteroid series are all coming together. Um, there's a new Sun-Mars cycle that's a 26-month cycle that's beginning November 17th and 18th, and this new moon really sets the stage for it. And to me, this feels like a lot of intensity in your mind and in your speech. This feels like the need to really get into it with some other people, probably people who are close by with you, neighbors, siblings, family, friends, uh, people who you might be working with. There uh, are needs to have deep penetrating, very real conversations and to be able to converse about needs. And I want you to have the support that you need in order to go into these conversations and interactions well-resourced and holding both the details of your own experience and the big picture. Because we know that Virgo can sometimes lose the details of their own experience because they're in the big picture of the relational needs. And right now, Virgo... We really need you to be holding the balance of both detail and big picture. So how do you do that? Body, breath, presence. Start where you are. Track what's happening for you. Apply the intelligence of your mind uh, in concert with the intelligence of your body. Give space and time for process. And... Don't get hyper-focused in really myopic, critical ways on singular details. Investigate where those details come into connection and interrelationship and are absolutely woven into the environment that they are a part of. Last thing I'll say is that November 18th and 19th is a weekend and I'll be offering um, a weekend workshop Saturday and Sunday, three hours each day, where I'm going to be exploring uh, the Sun-Mars conjunction in this next two plus uh, two year plus a few month cycle. 
for Mars. And this is an important cycle for us to be activating, um, to be energizing, to be activists in the world. Uh, for you especially, this is a cycle that has a lot to do with your communicative capacities, writing, speaking, connecting with other people, and how you orient with your own drive, with aggression as it moves through you, with desire as it moves through you, and how you can work with these energies uh, with a lot of integrity, with intelligence, with maturity so that they are truly effective and so that they achieve the means that you intend. Um, you can find more information about everything embodied astrology related in the show notes or embodiedastrology.com. As we move into Sagittarius season beginning on November 22nd, uh, there uh, is a lot that is starting to shift. And I want to say that over the course of the next six months through April of next year, the relational landscape in your life is uh, really shifting pretty profoundly. It feels like a lot of space wants to get opened for you. There's a lot of new opportunities for you to be using your voice, bringing your perspective, offering your power. Um, and I certainly hope that this horoscope uh, or anything that I offer um, feels supportive for you at this time. Virgo, I'm wishing you all the best in Scorpio season and beyond. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to your Embodied Astrology reading for the season ahead. I hope you enjoyed it and will find it supportive. For more information on upcoming astrology, make sure to check out my seasonal overview included in all Embodied Astrology memberships and the monthly newsletter. You might also be interested in my 2023 year ahead readings. Those readings give a big picture of the main themes, opportunities, and challenges in 2023 specific for your sun rising and moon signs. My year ahead readings are now discounted by 75% as we get to the end of the year, but there is still a lot of information in them. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. This work would not exist without a team. Ash Good is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is the office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created the music. Thank you for listening. I'm wishing you all the best in the season ahead.